The Minnesota Wild fall just short to the Detroit Red Wings tonight as Ville Husso with a vintage performance. But we'll talk about what led to the Wild not being able to get the tying goal on today's Locked on Wild postcast. You are Locked on Wild postcast, part of Locked on Sports Minnesota, your team every day. Minnesota Wild come up just short 2 to 1 tonight losing to the Detroit Red Wings to fall to 3 4 and 1 on the season and uh it's it's a weird game because uh there isn't a lot really that uh there's really a lot that I take away from this one that I didn't like I mean we saw the Wild again dominate in puck possession the Kaprizov Goudreau Zuccarello line with a ton of really good looks. The Wilds ultimately just had a couple of shots that they couldn't stop, and uh, that was the difference in this one tonight. So overall, this play that we have seen over the uh, last few games since the uh, 0-3 start, it continues. And we saw really good things defensively again in this one. We saw the offense, be able to uh, control the puck for a great uh, length of time. So it's not like we had anything that um, – it's not like we had anything that broke down. It just simply was a lack of goals, and that was because Detroit did such a good job of stopping rebound opportunities and clearing out the front of the net so the Wild didn't have an opportunity to pounce on a rebound because – as Husso typically does, there were plenty of juicy rebounds to be had. It's just every time they kicked out from in front of the net, there was a Red Wings player there to, uh, to pounce on it and to move the puck the other way. It also seemed like Detroit tried to uh, really attack the Wilds in the neutral zone and kind of get them off balance so that they could get some of those odd man rushes coming back the other way. And... Uh, ultimately, I would have liked to have seen at least one of those goals by Detroit uh, saved by Philip Gustafson. So let's talk about those and uh, just talk about Gustafson's performance overall because you know I thought it was fine. Y- you would think that a goalie giving up two goals would be enough for you to win. But here's kind of where I struggle with it. So that first goal by Dylan Larkin, Philip Gustafson got deked out by Jonas Brodeen, did he not? Uh, Brodeen went down to try to block the shot, and I think Gustafson was focused on that. And then Larkin sends one straight past his ear up and into the net. I, I mean, I, I get it. You see a player go down in front of you, and you're thinking that it's going to be a low shot coming in. But it just seemed like that kind of distracted Gustafson uh, and uh, allowed to him giving up that goal. But the other goal off of the, I just got to say it, it was a bad penalty by Matt Dumba that led to another power play opportunity. And it's killer too because the second period wasn't as good as the first and third in terms of how the Wild played. I thought they were really good in the first and third Second period, there was a little bit of a lull, and Detroit was able to take advantage. And a penalty to wrap up 
a period in which the Wild were in a situation to just go into this one tied at 1-1, you can't do it. You can't take a penalty in that instance, and it's another high-sticking penalty on Matt Dumba. He has had he had a high-sticking penalty against the Senators, and there just is no reason for it. It's it's just leading to, you know, I've been a Matt Dumba defender a lot on this show, but it's just the penalties, the turnovers, the bad plays are really starting to mount. And, you know, even putting him on the third line, he is uh, is contributing for the other team to, uh, to help them uh, come away with opportunities. So it was a bad penalty. And uh, the wild penalty kill kind of got swung around as well. There was a mess in front of the net. And Gustafson made the initial save on the uh, the second penalty kill. But then it kicked off of his left leg and went into the net as uh, I think it was Perron was crashing into the net to uh, to give the Red Wings the lead there. And that was the only one they needed. It felt like... And this, I'm sure, is in no coincidence, the fact that Perron is now with the Red Wings. It just felt like kind of a St. Louis style of game. And I think that was part of the game plan was just to try to, you know, be physical and try to hit this wild team. To the Wild's credit, they handled it relatively well. And so, you know, it's one of those games where you finish up and you see things at the end, I just, I don't know. It's one that the Wild just came up short on, but all the stuff that, that really mattered, the effort level and and all those other metrics was just was right there. It just was a game that the Wild just could not get that additional play to, uh, to come away, especially considering they controlled the puck in the Detroit zone for the entirety of the final two minutes. Like, that puck did not leave the Detroit side of the net and the wild just could not, they just could not get a shot through that, uh, that suffocating Detroit defense. So Detroit's a good team. They had players that were out of the lineup tonight. And so you tip your cap. Ville Husso was good. The, uh, I think the Detroit defense was better just in, in not allowing the wild to take advantage of rebound opportunities. So that's all it is. It's, it's one of those, Teams uh, teams lose competitive games of hockey throughout the season, and so that's that's really all it is. Just a, a loss to a good team, and you know we we can still be um, we can still be inspired by what we have seen on this road trip, which is the Wilds getting back to the style of hockey that they are supposed to be playing, and they continued it here, and now they get to go up against. A very upstart Chicago Blackhawks team who, uh, at last check, was beating Buffalo tonight. So uh, should be an interesting matchup uh, in that one tomorrow, which we will take a bit of, a little bit more of a look at as we continue our Locked on Wild postcast. Again, the Wild losing 2-1 to one to Detroit here tonight, and uh, we will continue our dissection of this game after a word from our sponsors. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting on the NFL, college football, and the start of the new NBA season. 
You can find all the latest player developments, plus team matchups for every big game, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every single game, every single day, week, all on BetOnline. And as always, BetOnline.net remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. So head over to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more all about BetOnline, where the game starts. The numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe Home Security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. And at Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. So whether you are a first-time home buyer or a long-time home owner looking for better peace of mind, Simply Safe can give you just that. With 24/7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe's agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency even if you're not home or can't be reached. Simply Safe blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. HD security cameras for inside and outside your home, plus smarter ways to detect motion that only alert you when a threat is real, and even hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Minnesota Wild falling 2-1 to one to the Detroit Red Wings. And as Ron points out on YouTube, Buffalo just beating the Blackhawks 4-3 in overtime. So Chicago had a 3-1 lead in that game, and they uh, were not able to hold it. So uh, we'll see if that carries over into tomorrow's game as well. But just a couple of other things I wanted to key in on in this one. Uh, a look that was going I was going to bring up earlier this week but uh, was not able to. We're seeing the Wilds maybe try to find a dynamic weapon that they can deploy after penalty kills, that being Kirill Kaprizov, Matt Zuccarello, and Matt Boldy. Yes, please. I would have no problem seeing more of that throughout the season, and I hope that uh, Dean Evason keeps going to that unit just as a way to kind of keep momentum, especially after a successful penalty kill, just to uh, to try to really pounce on some extended zone time in the opponent's zone. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to, a couple of things I wanted to key in on, uh, this team, and I know the numbers aren't super inspiring. I mean, the, the Wilds have, I think, for the most part this season, been much better at winning faceoffs, and you see it on nights like tonight where it helps them extend zone presence time. And you know, it's not like they're winning like 70% of the draws, but even just being above 50% any given night has really helped this team uh, improve in the, uh, the zone possession numbers. In fact, just going to take a look at what the uh, faceoffs ended up as here in tonight's game because. It feels like you are getting some really good things from Freddie Goudreau. Ryan Hartman had a couple of wins here in this one tonight. 
Jewel Erickson Eck had a dominant uh, game in the faceoff circle uh, against the Ottawa Senators. And so you, you look up and down the list. Uh, Erickson Eck wa- uh, had five wins, three losses tonight. Freddie Goudreau, eight wins, four losses in the faceoff circle. Uh, and then Ryan Hartman, one win, two losses. Marco Rossi, six wins, five losses. Sam Steele, 0 for 1. Uh, and then Connor Dewar, two wins, three losses. So another interesting thing that we're seeing with this team is that I think we're seeing way more confidence in playing the Kaprizov line, playing the Boldy line, playing the now Eriksenek, Duhame, and Hartman line. But you look at those fourth line guys and the time on ice disparity is not, it's not really popping out that much. I mean, Mason Shaw had nine minutes tonight. Sam Steele and Connor Dewar had 11 minutes apiece, but we're start, we're starting to see Rossi get between 13 and uh, 15 minutes a night. And just, I, I like the fact that he is glued to the hip of Matt Boldy. And we haven't seen Rossi really do anything egregious. He's, he's doing everything that he needs to do out there on the ice. And that has led to people suggesting that uh, they feel like his first NHL goal is coming. And I'll agree with that. It, it feels like he's getting closer to, uh, to being able to break that goose egg. And with how much that Felino boldy rossi line has been uh, controlling the puck, leading to more opportunities. It feels like that uh, that line is going to break out here really soon, but I think this team has found some things that they like with these line combinations. You know, Freddie Goudreau has been great as the center for Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello. That line just flat out does not give up the puck. And if Goudreau wins draws and he wins battles along the boards and then adds some of his offensive upside to the mix, that's a hard unit to stop. And you look now at what we're getting from the new grief line with Duhame, Hartman, and Erickson Eck. The Duhek line, I, I don't know what to call it. But that line has been really good defensively as well. And then Boldy, Rossi, Felino, those lines have all been grinding and, uh, and doing some good things for this team. So it's not going to shock me at all if we see these lines kind of be the new ones going forward, be the default going forward. The only thing is Tyson Jost now has been scratched in two straight games. I don't know where you put him because Mason Shaw played well tonight despite getting just nine minutes. Maybe you give Sam Steele a breather. He had a couple of turnovers here in this one tonight. So maybe you give him a breather and you put Jost in there, but the one thing that Steele has is uh, is some really good speed. So I don't know. It creates a problem where it creates a good problem, I guess, in that you have guys on that fourth line that are fighting for positioning every given night. But I feel like those top three lines are pretty set at this point. It's just it's a good mix with those guys. And so it wouldn't surprise me if we see Dean not really mess with those here uh, going forward. The Wild will be playing the Chicago Blackhawks 
tomorrow night. And Chicago has got to be one of the bigger surprises in the NHL so far. Uh, they come in 4-3-0. and They're 3-1 and at home. And uh, you look at what they have gotten from their goalies. Uh, although Alex Stalock, after a great start to the season, his numbers have really started to balloon. But they're getting what you would expect from some of the vets on this team. And uh, looking forward to what should be not as easy of a game as we had anticipated coming into the season because this Chicago team is rolling. We'll have a preview episode for you tomorrow on Locked on Wild, so make sure you tune in for that. But ultimately, Wilds come up just a little bit short, but they did a lot of good things in this one tonight. Just could not get the equalizer goal. That happens sometimes. And so uh, the Wild will try to snap the uh, back into the win column. Uh, when they take on Chicago tomorrow. For more on the Minnesota Wild, make sure you are following Locked on Wild wherever you listen to your podcasts and also on YouTube. We will catch you tomorrow for yet another edition of Minnesota Wild Hockey. And we have you covered as part of the Locked on Sports Podcast Network.